Shea butter and popcorn. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. Sit back, relax, and listen. Fridays gonna have you listening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea butter and popcorn. Now live. Welcome to Shea Butter and Popcorn. Season three, episode six. Shea Butter and Popcorn is the all-inclusive podcast giving you the exclusive. This podcast focuses on reviewing our favorite films. My name is Chelsea, a.k.a. Chels, singer, actor, writer, podcaster, and all-around movie lover. And it's your girl, Tajiana, actress, filmmaker, teaching artist from the Bay Area, lover of Black stories, Black narratives, Black everything. Welcome or welcome back. This week's episode is going to be very, very special. Um... First of all, it's the first week of November is already upon us. So, so crazy. But Love it. It's going to be awesome. You know, you got holiday music, you got holiday movies. They're everywhere. Nothing's more cinematic than the hunt for the perfect Christmas present or the right ingredients for a holiday meal. Um, you know, another thing that has a lot of energy, just like the busyness of the holidays, would have to be short films. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Why do we just say the same thing? Mm. Yeah, nice segue. It's fine. Short films, they have a lot of great energy. They have a lot of vast stories created by everyday people breaking everyday boundaries, which is so beautiful. And last week, we had an epic talk, you know, about short films and uh, upcoming actors and filmmakers. And this week, we're going to continue that conversation. And we have a very special guest with us. So it's going to be very, very exciting. Yes. Oh, yeah. So let's get into it. Um, this week's going to go a little bit different. We're going to talk about a short film and a filmmaker that we want to, you know, shed some light on and talk about. So it's going to be really fun. Um, my first short film I'm going to be talking about is Lava, which is on Disney+. Plus. It came out in 2015, and it was directed by James Ford Murphy. And uh, it's so sweet. It's such a sweet film. Um so this short film, well, it's screened in previews, actually, before Inside Out. So if you went to go see Inside Out in theaters like I did, I'm a Disney head, of course, um, you saw this beautiful short called Lava. The colors are gorgeous. The music, the cinematography, it's so special. So um, the synopsis is, with the beauty of tropical islands and the allure of ocean volcanoes, a tropical love story evolves over millions of years. So we have this underwater volcano who essentially is in love with this mountain. And so he listens to uh, the mountain sing, or I call her mountain lady. And, <laughs> and it's so sweet how he's like talking through song and he's monologuing through song about how he loves her and, and hearing her music and stuff like that. And so, of course, the underwater volcano essentially explodes and he's blasted up next to the mountain at the end. So in a way, it's like, will he be with her? You know, does he like sort of die or does he evolve? It's got all those different type of uh, uh, duality of expressions there, which is re really interesting. So that Sweet Lava song they sang in the story, I got a little teary-eyed, not going to lie, in the theater. But that's such a special one. For my filmmaker that I want to talk about today, so special, so powerful. I'm talking about Misha Green. Okay. Yes, honey. Come on. Misha. Misha Green. I got to talk about Misha Green. Oh, my gosh. She's so amazing. If you guys don't know who she is, well, um, you're about to get educated. <laughs> this, 
She said, you are now in class. You're Welcome now to in school. Class. For real. Uh, she's an amazing uh, Black woman. She's a TV writer and producer, best known as a writer for Sons of Anarchy, Heroes, and as creator and executive producer of the historical drama Underground as well. I personally was a huge fan of Heroes. You know, Hayden Panettiere was, you know, this cheerleader that, like, couldn't die, and she's invincible, and she fights fires, and so cool. And my whole family, like, we religiously watched Sons of Anarchy. We were just, like, Sons of Anarchy. We, uh, yeah, it was weird. We called it Sam Crow. <laughs> so that was a nickname for it, riding the motorcycles and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, they're bad, they're outlaws, but they have the heart of gold, you know? So, you know, they do a lot of money laundering, and they're involved with this, like, biker gang, but... It's for the greater good. Great show. Um, so that was on FX, I believe. Um, Misha, of course, is also the showrunner of Lovecraft Country on HBO and HBO Max, baby. Yes. Black women running stuff. Oh, Love my it. gosh. Okay. Um, if y'all don't know, Lovecraft Country is actually one of my favorite shows right now. Next to I May Destroy You that actually connects sci-fi with um, the duality of real life horrors of today and the society of past and present, you know. Um, Atticus Black, who is played by Jonathan Majors, joins his friend Letitia, played by Journey Smollett, and his uncle George, played by Courtney B. Vance, to embark on a road trip across 1950s Jim Crow America in search of his missing father. So there's so much to unpack in the show, seriously. Um, Season one actually ended last month. But my favorite characters actually have to be Letitia and Christina Braithwaite, who is played by Abby Lee Kershaw. Um, Christina is a mess. She is such a baddie. It's it's excellent. The pilot episode I want to talk about for a little bit. Um, it sets up the story, of course, and introduces these characters. And they go on this expedition, and they ride through a sundown town, which is an area that is actually in certain parts of the South, where you can't be at past a certain time because it can get really dicey and you're in this, you know, uncharted territory. And if you are melanated, you kind of don't want to be around there for long. So when they go through the sundown town, there's a montage of the ambiance set to a voiceover of James Baldwin. It's an amazing scene. It really is. Uh, Misha Green, a little bit about her background. She hails from Sacramento, California and graduated from NYU Tisch School of the Arts. She's only 36. Hey. Seriously, she's so talented and so young, and uh, she's only in her mid-30s, and she's accomplished so much. She uses the power of just being able to tell amazing stories through writing and through the power of the pen. Uh, she's not afraid of talking about hot-button issues, and she's one of the very few Black women creating their own shows and writing for such successful shows at that, so... Hats off to her. Seriously, incredible work, incredible work. Um, super excited for the rest of the show, getting to our guest. But first off, Taji, what are you going to share today? Man, I'm just sad about lava. Like, it <laughs> sounds just so sad. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very intrigued. Um, but yeah, Misha is great. Shout out to SAC. We love Sacramento. Um, yeah. Um, well, today... Ah, two of my favorites. I'm really excited. So first, my short film. Of course, I have to talk about Hair Love. Um, This short has my heart. Um, If you don't know, Hair Love is a 2019 animated short written and directed by the iconic Matthew Cherry. 
um, Black King. Love it. Mm -hmm. Um, It highlights seven-year-old Zuri who attempts to style her thick, kinky hair while watching an instructional video narrated by her mother, who is voiced by Issa Rae. Um, Love her. And so her father um, attempts to help her and after much effort, styles her hair. And um, they actually, at the end, I don't want to give away the ending, but um, y'all, y'all will see. If you, if you haven't seen it, you'll see the ending and how it's just so sentimental and so sweet. Um, and um, yeah, they end up hugging at the end and return home together. Um, and actually, Hair Love won the Academy Award for Best Animated Short Film. And we just needed this representation, y'all. Not only of like black dads being present, but also them being present and reflected positively and also normalizing our hair. That is, you know, a beautiful struggle. So seeing like, yeah, like um, it's more delicate than other hair types, um, but the the beauty of it and the beauty of that bonding um, is just very loving to see. Did y'all see those photos of the little girls staring at their TVs? watching hair love that people was posting on social media um and i just matthew was just like oh i love this it's just so heartwarming yeah um yeah i know when i was a little girl my dad struggled to do my hair too (laughs) haha only once did it happen never again because uh-uh daddy that hurted that hurted (laughs) worse than mommy does it right so it's on youtube um on sony pictures animation um page and it's six minutes and 48 seconds Six minutes and 48 seconds of love, care, compassion, and Blackness. All of that. Love it. Um, there actually was a recent uh, debacle <laughs> with Matthew Cherry and Nick Jr. because the production company, you know, behind Made by Maddie um, was a new show that they had coming out. Um, got got these families looking alike. So they had a little copyright issue, um, but they've since pulled the show this past September after making a statement that they are a fan of Matthew and Hair Love um, and that they were in production before Hair Love. You know, Black IP is gold and IP meaning intellectual property. So y'all, Black creatives, just protect your stuff because people really out here stealing stuff. I mean, the family, they look dead on each other. Like Zuri and Maddie got the same pink bow, the same height. Um, And I feel it, you can be inspired, but... You know, yeah, just, I didn't even hear about that story till I saw you post about it on Instagram, and I was yeah. like, "Wow, that's very." Bold. It was just it blowing up on Twitter, <laughs> but yeah. So be careful out there, y'all. Um, but watch Hair Love um, stream it. It's it's simply beautiful. It's a it's a classic now. It's a staple um, for just you know black households. Um, I know at my old job, I worked at a nonprofit for um, young black youth in like the suburban part of the Bay Area, and um, we had went to an event where they had you know they were selling books and. You know, one of the first books that one of our students picked up was Hair Love. And, you know, just a lot of Black families with young children have have Hair Love in their homes now. And I just think it's so precious. So stream Hair Love. Um, Next, uh, up and coming filmmaker. Someone that I'm getting into and really excited about is Mia DaCosta. Oh, yes. Black woman director, of course, of course. Um, So I'm really excited about Mia um, she is recently known for directing Candyman, um, which is described as a spiritual sequel to the 1992 slasher original directed by Bernard Rose, starring Tony Todd. And so the new Candyman will be the lovely Louisiana born Bay Area bred Yahya Abdul. Um, love him. 
Nice. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, but Candyman also stars um, Vanessa Estelle Williams, Coleman Domingo, Tayana Paris, and more beloveds. So we're really excited. Um, and if you don't know, this particular plot um, is set in present day and it's a decade after um, the last of the Cabrini Towers were torn down. And so Anthony and his partner move into a loft that is, um, it's now the gentrified Cabrini. So it touches on gentrification, um, highlights, you know, black family. Um, and so um, a chance um, encounter with an old timer exposes Anthony to the true story behind Candyman. Anxious to use these details in his studio as, um, you know, inspiration for paintings, he unknowingly opens a door to a complex past that unravels his own sanity and unleashes a terrifying wave of violence. Um, just, it's so dynamic. Um, it's so dynamic, and I'm really excited for it. Um, and after watching the trailer of her feature directorial debut of Little Woods, I saw that Solzy at the Movies says that Little Woods marks the arrival of DaCosta as a force to be reckoned with. What? Like, y'all gotta check her out. Little Woods is excellent. I love it. You guys, if you haven't seen it, Tessa Thompson. It's on Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu. It's so good. So anything, you know, anything Tessa Thompson, I'm always a fan of. Um, And so it's about, it's based in North Dakota, and it's these two estranged sisters, they're driven to extremes when their mother dies, leaving them with one week to pay back their, um, her mortgage. And so, um, yeah, I just love anything Tessa Thompson. So, you know, she's one of the stars. And it seems like the films that Nia directs um, have such raw acting performances, which y'all know I'm a fan of. That's like top three, what makes a great movie. Um, and she's also, um, Nia's also directing Captain Marvel 2, which is projected to release july 8th of 2022 starring brie larson um we'll see how that plays out because of coronavirus with Candyman, it actually was supposed to premiere october 16th but now it's being pushed till 2021 because of how the pandemic is panning out and also they want us um she said on twitter you know it wants us to have an experience of watching it in theaters so hopefully next year miss rona goes bye-bye because i'm excited um to see all of the stuff what she happened? has coming up oh. yeah i'm excited so yeah, I mean, check her out, telling fresh, inclusive stories, and that's, you know, what I'm all about. So, big DaCosta fan over here. Um, yeah, yes. support. Cool. So, we're going to continue the conversation of short films. I'm super excited. We have our guest, Marcos Garcia, actor. Hey! Hi! What is up? Yo! <laughs> Thank you so much for being on this week. Uh, Marcos, uh, we all went to the same school together, a uh, oh, good yeah. friend of ours. And, you know, we were learning the craft of acting and theater, as it were, together, <laughs> which is super, super fun. Um, yeah. So my question for you, Marcos, is what you love most about short films? I, I don't know. I, I guess you guys picked up on it. It's just like they um, they tend to break the norms of movies they like stuff that you don't see in movies um one of my favorite sh- um short films is by this guy named gregor rocky um he's he's he makes weird movies with like a lot of queer storylines and that's what i like because it's a lot of queer um storylines that you don't really get um right. a lot of the a lot of the roles that you see queer people play is like the gay best friend or like whatever that is, but he, he, he's really good at 
giving us raw stories of mm-hmm. queer people. And um, I guess, like, I just, um, short films just do that, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. like, more, there's more leeway to, like, do whatever you want because it's your film. Nobody else has to pay for it. Nobody else has to tell you what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I totally get that. And, um, of course, you are an actor. And uh, as a you know, working actor and, and absorbing all this art as well as participating in the art, what would you say is uh, a narrative that you think is missing in the short film genre? I think there needs to be, like, more accessibility to, like hear stories from other people that you don't usually hear stories from um even if they're not filmmakers you know Mm -hmm. um I think it would be cool to like hear stories of other people that may not be filmmakers that like for people of color people of um who are queer who people who have gone through these different things that most people have probably not gone through and like change these stereotypes and change these um these preconceived ideas of what people have of other people Mm -hmm. and just be able to tell us like a good story i love that where it's like no bars held like anyone from any type of background whether they've had experience with that or not being able to have that space carved out for themselves to talk about that kind of like when we talked about homemade last week the short film where anyone could make it like mm-hmm. in their own life you know where it's like a live journal you know <laughs> remember those early 2000s the live journal <laughs> yeah yeah something like that i love that i love that yeah yeah it's so real that is so real i mean that's what storytelling is right it's like reflecting our realities and if everybody's not reflected it's not true so mm-hmm. it's just you know got to get those stories out there oh yeah mm-hmm. and speaking of stories you as a as a storyteller as an actor um i'm curious to know what is your favorite project you've worked on this past year post grad specifically a short film but if not a short film any project what has been your favorite um uh, yeah i i actually did um my chemical romances like come up video or return video their 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 tour promo video um, which was pretty much a short film. It was like a 13 minute, um, like story. It was a 13 minute oh, story <laughs> and, um, it, it was super fun. I actually feel like I learned more in that short film. Um, the creation of that for, um, short film, um, than I would have learned on a huge set because, because mm. there's just so, it was just like more communication um everybody knew each other it was like it, it was just a smaller crew I think so um, but yeah. to make that yeah. short film but um I was able to like to look at people's jobs and like understand them mm-hmm. and know why they did what they did and why they're do- like and it was just a good way to learn but um that was one of the best projects I've ever worked on just because I got to do stuff that I never done on camera, um, like get chased by a car or like, um, oh, oh my gosh, just work with the actual camera guy, like working on, um, how he's going to pan the camera and how to just work, work with everybody on set. I think, Absolutely. I think that's what, 
that's, that's what made that's what made it my favorite because I got to experience all that stuff. Right, congratulations again! I remember you tweeting about I it. Loved it. Like, yes, I saw that on Twitter. Like, like, every day, like my chemical romance, it's so that's huge. So congratulations! I got a I got a billboard. It was cool. Yeah, your billboard what? thing. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, that, that is so, nice. so lit! And I love yeah. that you brought up music because I feel like you know a lot of people don't always take it seriously about the visuals when they make songs you know and i feel yeah. like that's an important part i love watching music videos that are like little movies like artists yes. that, that into account it makes yes. it's like put the narratives in there put the narrative i want to see a story i want to see a whole thing that maybe has nothing to do with yeah story beautiful <laughs> like it's you it know. makes you appreciate the song even more as well um, true yeah that that was lit to watch you get you get to tell like two things. different stories with the music video like you right. get to tell as many stories as you want. So cool. Yeah. yeah. That's lit. Speaking of uh, that, that process of working on that project, what is it like um, seeing yourself on screen? I know in acting school, you know, we were taught to always watch yourself critique. <laughs> and we're all like, I hate this. I don't want to look at myself. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is it like for you, like seeing yourself on screen in, a, in any capacity? Yeah, like... I guess when we were going to school, it was so weird. It was horrible, Hated it. guys. Hated it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would just be more. judging myself so hard. <laughs> um, now, I mean, now, I think, I guess it's different because when I watch auditions, I'm just like cringing. Um, but sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, this is a good moment. Okay, cool. But then when I watch like a final, like full on project, like the My Chemical Romance one, mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, these, pe- these people made me look good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? yep. mm-hmm. So yep. that's, oh, that's so real. You can always be tedious, <laughs> I agree. like having to judge yourself and like look at yourself on the screen and stuff. Like it's just that. too much. Like, I, I, and at that point, I'm just so proud of myself that I'm like, dang. You did hell, it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You did that. You killed it. Man. Just watching you grow and like being in class with you and seeing everything. So proud of you. Seriously, congratulations. It's amazing. Congrats, man. It's lit. Only up from here. Yeah. It really is. It really is. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Please tune in next week. We will be discussing guilty pleasures. Super fun. Yeah. Everyone's favorite uh, movie genre. I don't know if it's your favorite, but we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about guilty pleasures, which are so full of, you know, so bad it's good type of cinema or shows and stuff like that, that they often have subpar storylines riddled with cliches. But that's what makes them so special, you know? And sometimes you're embarrassed to say that you love them or that you enjoyed it or that you streamed it all in a day. I have a show like that, which I watched on one day that was kind of a guilty pleasure, but I'll talk about that. Um, feel free to follow us on social media to stay updated on this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Shea Butter Pop, on Instagram at Shea Butter Popcorn, or follow us individually. You can follow me at Chelsea J Music on Twitter or Instagram. And you can follow me at Tajiana Okechuku on Instagram and at Tajiana Tweets on Twitter. Yes. And Marco, yes. let them know where they can Follow you and stay updated on your journey. Plug yourself and whatever up, project you have you guys, coming up. Yeah. You guys can follow me on Instagram. It's Marcos.grcia. It's Garcia without the A. The first A. Watch the, the chemical romance. Watch the yeah. chemical romance. Check out my chemical video. romance video. Hopefully the yeah. you know, like 
<laughs> just For get sure. it to more views, whatever. <laughs> exactly. And stream this episode. Like, comment, subscribe, share this episode. You know, follow us on social media. Stay updated. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye.